Welcome to How Did This Get Played Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. <laughs> I'm Nick Weiger along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell along with our producer Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. <laughs> and hey, it's another installment of Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. We're going to read your questions and listen to some voicemails. Let's get right into it. We're hopping we're hopping right in. We're doing this. This one we're not is wasting any time. No, none. None whatsoever. We're getting right we're not to gonna, it. We're going to get to this shit immediately. We're not fucking around with today's episode. The we have these questions. Thing, yeah. We're going to get to them. The next thing I say is going to be the question cuz we're not wasting any time. Well, I'm Matt, you better fucking get to it cuz I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Heather any rebuttals before I no, start? No, I thought it, my silence would help the show begin. <laughs> well, let's get to it then. Because we've got right. a lot of questions to answer today. Okay, I'm going to start. This okay. one is from Alex Mitchell. And they write, Hello all. I've been playing the most recently released boxing game, Fight Night Champion, for a decade now. and uh, Most recently, a decade. I, I love it, but I have one big gripe. I still can't play as young George Foreman because I didn't get a promotional code off of a Dr. Pepper can in 2011. It's maddening. Do you have any interesting or infuriating experiences with promotional DLC? There's no way to get this Foreman except via a code from a Dr. Pepper in 2011. Isn't that wild? That is bananas. Um, I, I, I would have assumed they would have put that up to where you could buy that for now. They by the, by this point, I would expect like, cause usually I, I guess my response to the question is usually when there's something like that, eventually it becomes either just like, they just offer it for free or you can buy it for like $2. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing specifically as, uh, where you're just, you're just never, it's just walled off. You're never going to get to it. And, and my memory is this young George Foreman, Dr. Pepper conundrum. Heather, you ever get, been screwed by some DLC? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I don't relate to this question at all. But no, I don't. I don't have any feelings about that. I like. I, 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 I feel like the closest um, amalgam. Amalgam is that the right word? The closest amalgam to this for me is that the PS3, PSP, and PlayStation Vita. Stores are all going offline or mm-hmm. have gone offline at this point. Uh, that is really and annoying. those are entire games that you can't access anymore. Uh, or when servers go down and you can't play asynchronous uh, online games like the original Demon Souls, um, that feels akin to this problem. And uh, I don't know, a real, a real memory hole for, for games in general. Mm hmm. There's a, I mean, that's like, a, there's Call of Duties are, are notorious for that, right? It'll be like you have to buy a bag of Doritos that has this Call of Duty credit. And it's like, well, I guess I'm going to fucking, the, the only way I'm going to be able to get this piece of content, this uh, this particular, uh, you know, gun skin is to buy these fucking Doritos 3D 
Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's normally like the the those those huge multiplayer franchises which are more out of our wheelhouse. Uh, speaking of boxing games, I saw I sent you that clip of man. I wish I could remember the name of it, but there's a PlayStation Five. I'll look it up right now. But there's a PlayStation Five boxing game in development. Yes, there has been a a, a long interregnum in between boxing titles. Uh, I would assume probably the licenses are tough because you have to license a bunch of individual boxers. There's not like just like the NBA Players Association that you can go and like license the entire league. Um, but and there's also less of a market for it because UFC and MMA are just so much bigger now. So, but there, there was a, there's a boxing game in development for next generation, for current generation, I guess, that the, the animation and the character models, the character models in particular are so detailed. And it was, it's, it's a, it's an ex- extremely impressive, um, video that i saw of this let me look see if i can look it up look up i the showed name that video to my girlfriend and i was like look how realistic this looks and she was as unenthusiastic as a human being could be like <laughs> <laughs> she generally will give me like the lip service of like wow that looks really real on this one she just looked at it and went yeah like nothing she <laughs> gave me nothing <laughs> um it's a uh, it's Esports Boxing Club, and it was UK. It's a UK developer, Steel City. Uh, look up this footage if you haven't seen it, because I, I mean, I don't know if you're someone who plays games. I think you'll be you'll be pretty impressed by what they're able to do. I think there's also something of just like these. Uh, it, it's uh, about boxing games, about fighting games, where you only have to render two character models on screen. You can really, really up the detail. It looks really, really cool. I'm looking at it right now as well. Yeah, um, I was thinking about. Promotional DLC, though, the only time I've ever partaked in this uh, was um, for, I think, Batman Arkham City. There mm. was, like, a skin, like, a, or, you know, a suit that you could get from, like, buying, like, a monster energy drink or, like, a Mountain Dew or something. And I and I got, you know, I wasn't screwed by it because I got it. Um, I, so, I, yeah. So, similarly, uh, can't relate. But I felt, <laughs> I felt stupid because I was, like... Well, I could have. They should have just let me buy this because I bought it anyway, and I don't even want this. I don't even want this drink. Like I bought right. this to. I mean, I drank it, and I didn't like it. Um, but it was like I. I can't even remember what suit it was for. But I remember those games. I bought every single DLC for, no matter what it was. And like, I felt like a. I feel like a sucker. Non-story DLC. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to buy. Uh, I'm with you, but that's our reality. Uh, let's mm-hmm. get the next question. Okay, this next one. This next one is from at it are on Twitter. It are itare. And they write, what is your favorite console in terms of aesthetic only of the hardware itself? Also, if you could have access to a clothing option directly from a video game, which one would it be? Hope to see an episode about time splitters too soon. Okay, well, we'll we'll see. I feel so, like this question is very much in your wheelhouse, Heather. So the question is the aesthetic of the system itself? Mm-hmm. Yes, the hardware. I don't think you could beat the PlayStation 2. It is an wow. incredible looking machine. It was the first time where you like it was the first time you went to the to buy a video game console and you were like, "One, this looks like the future. Mm-hmm. Two, uh it also looks adult. Like it was like I can put this out next to my television and it yeah. will be 
a standing up piece of technology that nobody will question. Like it plays DVDs. I think the the PlayStation 2 is the best looking system that has ever been released. And it's just like a rectangle with an excellent font and a sort of line details. Wow. I'll pivot from rectangle to square. <laughs> to a 3D square, a cube, Nintendo GameCube. Wow. I think looks so sleek. I love the aesthetic of that. And I just like, I, I I get what you're saying about the PlayStation 2. I particularly like the PS2, like the 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 little guy, the slim, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that real small one. I just like, it was amazing how much they miniaturized it. But I just love the GameCube. I love how that system looks. I think it's really cool. And I like that it's compact. Uh, and I feel like it's just like everything is as densely packed in there as it can be. Uh, Matt, you got a favorite looking a piece of hardware? I do, and it's something that I actually think about quite a bit, and I still have it. Um, and it's the it's for form factor alone. It's mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance SP. I oh, think that that's a good the, one. The Game Boy Advance SP is so slick and so nice. It, it has yeah. the backlight. It folds yeah. up. You can put it in your pocket. I've had the same one since it was like new. A Cobalt Blue Game Boy Advance SP. I've dropped it. I've like you know, like it's been in boxes that gets knocked around with a bunch of shit. That thing still works perfectly. It's unbelievable. It, like it's so Nintendo hardware in general is very sturdy, but yes. that thing in particular, I feel like you could toss out of a plane and it could, you could still play it when it landed. Yeah. Uh, it's as that one's really cool. I mean, you're making me uh, think of other handhelds, but mm-hmm. you also you're making me think of, uh, the uh, the the Nintendo Switch, I think, deserves some credit, oh, but yeah, just for yeah. being mm-hmm. practical, it looks great. And then also, just like the, I love the design of you've got this this thing you can take with you, this portable, this handheld that you can just put into a dock. And I think that it looks really elegant as a docked system. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna share an image right now with you guys of the PC Engine CD uh, set up in Japan and how excellent that system looked. It is a very, very, very different aesthetic from, uh, from like, I don't know, oh. modern modern gaming systems. It looks like a cyber deck, mm-hmm. but it is a really cool-looking piece of hardware. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. I'm getting this bad boy up on my screen. One second. NEC it- PC Engine CD-ROM 2. Such a good looking. It looks like something you'd see on on a spaceship in an anime from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's, what I was just gonna say. It looks like it's from uh, Aliens. It's yeah. just like that's such a. It's kind of clunk. It's it's like clunky because it's got so many different components, but it's also it, extremely cool. You can tell uh, that one that that bad boy's got a lot going on. As far as a clothing collection directly from a video game, this also feels like this is very much in your wheelhouse, Campbell. So the question is, if I could wear clothes from a video game? Mm-hmm. Yes, directly from a video game. I mean, it's going to be a Final Fantasy answer. But the question is, is it Final Fantasy 15 mm. or is it Final Fantasy Tactics Advance? 
which has such insane costume design that to wear those outfits around would be, I mean, would be ridiculous. You people yes. would have to move out of your way on the street because like loops on your belt would be like three feet out of your body. Google this one. Come on, Apodaca. Google Tactics Advance. Google Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and look at those outfits. Yeah, I mean, Tactics had some really cool character designs. I don't Not, know if they change anything oh, in the yeah. in Not, advance. Oh, yeah. No, you have look at advance. Look at Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Look at that outfit. Come on, man. There were specifically some new characters in that. It's that you're all new of. characters. All new characters. Not Tactics doesn't. Look at this main guy. Look at Marsh. Look at look at Marsh. No, look at Marsh. Where you, what is happening here? You're showing he's sharing. All right, for those of you listening at home, Matt Apodaca is sharing a hundred pop-ups on his screen. I don't know what's happening. Just get out of this frame. Go back to Google search and just search Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. If you've paid for this. So okay, to the uh, left, go back up to the top. The, click on that. The one you were just on. Oh. There you go. Look at that outfit. <laughs> so, finally, <laughs> he's clicked on an image of Marsh, who is the main character of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. He's got, like, hula hoop-sized belts mm -hmm. hanging off of very, very high shorts that are absolutely tight to his ass, while also wearing... <laughs> nylons with like knee cuffs and some kind of like card game holster at, on his waist with like sort of like mad magician's shoes and a, a hoodie with metal things on his on his elbows it's it's a mess but how cool would it be to walk around in those outfits <laughs> it's it's quite a commitment <laughs> I think it's badass. <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like he's in someone's entourage. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I like that look. I, I think the, the, by the way, I'm learning. And as you were talking, I was learning that Tactics Advance is not just a port of Tactics. It's nope. a semi-sequel, which I did not know. That's yep. my own. That's my own naivete. I played and finished Final Fantasy Tactics on the PlayStation. Never delved into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, although I was a fan of the series and an owner of a Game Boy Advance. I missed out. Tactics wow. Advance is out. not as good as Tactics, but is mm. very addictive in some weird way. Uh, as far as wardrobe and video games, man, it was so it's so fucking dumb. But I just there were some wardrobes in Cyberpunk where I was like. I don't know. I wouldn't mind wearing like a fucking marching band coat and booty booty shorts and a fucking <laughs> translucent top hat and uh, a metal eye patch. Sure, why not? That is an excellent answer. Excolent answer. I, I do wish you could. I coveted many of the clothes in that game. The clothes are so cool, and I hope they patch it where there are they separate some. They, there's like they. I, I feel like making them armor was a miscalculation because so much is like choosing your characters. As, like I want to role play as this aesthetic, but then you get a new vest that like well, this is gives me more stat boost. I kind of have to have this to. I kind of have to wear this to be you know more effective in the game. 
Uh, Matt, anything, any games wardrobe, any game characters wardrobe you wouldn't mind sporting yourself? Well, right now I'm playing through Kingdom Hearts, and I'd be remiss to say, you know, Sora's got himself a nice outfit. He's got yeah. like some, what do you call it, parachute pants, right. matching, matching sort of uh, half jacket with a hood, bunch of straps, big shoes. Seems comfy. Plus, imagine the mystery you'd invite carrying a keyblade everywhere. Yeah, well, that's like, the big thing. What's going on with that keyblade? Uh, but he looks cool. He looks cool all the time. And then also, you get the bonus magic of going to a new world, and your clothes right. just automatically changing to wherever you are. That's true. So as to not be uh, anachronistic to the to the world. That would be slick. Oh yeah. So except, um, right. except you're trapped in this world, so your outfit would just look normal. <laughs> yeah. But in different situations, you go to like a cocktail party and all of a sudden you're business casual or whatever the occasion requires. Oh, okay. Okay. I, that's how we're interpreting it. I I'll have an it. audience with the queen, perhaps, and then I, mm, I have yes. on my royal my sure. royal wear. Sure. Uh, let's get the next question. <laughs> Okay, uh, this one's from at Mason Reloaded, and they write. <laughs> it's a funny name. Uh, and they write, we've seen thousands of snow levels, lava levels, jungle levels, etc. But what's a new biome theme or theme or setting for a game that you would like to see? Mud. <laughs> it's getting the mud. <laughs> mud. It's a big muddy level. I would love the aesthetic and biome of department store. Like, <laughs> like you're you're not like, you know, post-apocalyptic department store like The Last of Us. Not I'm just regular department store with the music and the bright lights and all of this like destroy this destructible clothing and shoes and housewares and shit. And you're like hunting somebody down in a department store. One thing I really liked from and and made me realize that it's it crystallized me that it's kind of like an underexplored environment is the setting of Final Fantasy X slash, uh, you know, Super Mario Sunshine both came out in roughly the same time frame. And they're like they have kind of like a beachy kind of islandy sort of setting. Mm -hmm. I was like beaches and islands are fun. Like it's I feel like that's like. We see, yeah, we see like the underwater. We see the, uh, you know, the the frigid wasteland, uh, but we don't just sort of see like, hey, we're out on a beach. Hey, there, you know, that's got that's uh, it's got its own sort of fun and also its own sort of danger. So, give me the sand, give me the surf. So, so you just the first time you saw a video game that was set at the beach was was Final Fantasy Ten. No, it's certainly a thing that's that's ha but uh, that's uh that I've experienced before, but it's like it it's like underutilized, I feel like. Like if you're going to have a high fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting, you're usually not going to be at the beach. I mean, that the same thing that happened in uh in Star Wars uh Rogue uh, Rogue One where mm -hmm. they go to the the beach planet Scarif, is it? I think so. And like yeah, and like that feels like, "Oh, this is a thing I don't normally see. They're at the, they're at the fucking beach." That's yep. cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just think it's underutilized. Yeah. Okay. I have two answers. One of them is d bad, and it's elect electricity. I just feel like there's something like maybe like the inside of like a computer, like Mario, mm. like you know, gets shrunk down or something, and the level is the inside. Like you know, you're walking around a circuit board or something. Uh, electricity is my is my theme for one. 
And in the other one is also space. It's just space. Like mm. there are levels, you know, like Mario Odyssey goes dark side of the moon or whatever. But why not just a one-off space level? Maybe the environment is a little different too. Like you float or some shit. Uh, I don't know. But I think it would be cool to see Donkey Kong in space. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, there are a lot of like, you he know, would just. Die. <laughs> he's he wearing would the die, right stuff. but it'd be fun. No, he's wearing the right stuff. Okay, he's wearing the right okay, stuff. Okay, Got okay, it. okay. In some sort of He'd sort be of in ape. a miserable panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that. You know, I, I do fu- sometimes feel like the low gravity can be fun but also frustrating yeah. like just trying to adapt to new physics but i i do like that i there there are obviously no shortage of sh- of space sims and space shooters where you just find a spaceship around but yeah just being a guy in space that's something mm-hmm. but also there's just how there how many biomes are there think like about three. earth how many biomes are there aren't that many yeah there's like three <laughs> snow lava and jungle you said i'm on yeah. your tweet yeah where else we are we gonna go mud is like the same thing <laughs> We have mud. <laughs> we don't have electricity. <laughs> Very fair. Hey, let's hear a voicemail. Hey guys, calling from Colorado. Uh, my question is: What is your? What do you think is the first capital A art game? What is the first game that kind of proves that video games are art? Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you too. I don't think there's anything that's going to completely convince a skeptic. There's any one game. Uh, I think we're, we're, our minds are going to naturally go towards Death Stranding because of recency bias and also because we love it. But I'll have a different answer. I'm going to say Portal. I feel like Portal and mm. Portal Two are just like, oh, these are these are fascinating experiences, and they're so artfully made, and they've got a sense of uh, uh the, the you know the writing is good, uh, the aesthetic is good, the music is good. I feel like it kind of has every element works, and I think if you just showed that to someone or like kind of forced someone to play through that, they'd kind of be like, okay, I see what I see. The games aren't all uh, just you know killing and collecting treasure. I'm going to say Pong because you look at that fucking game and it's it's like a, a museum piece. Mm-hmm. Like what is there to complain about? How is that not art? It it literally looks like modern art. Right. It is an interactive art exhibit that s- simulate I mean it doesn't even simulate what tennis is. Like it doesn't <laughs> simulate any game that exists. Unless, uh, like, it's too, it's fucking Pong and fuck Roger Ebert. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> I keep, I have not played this game, but I know that it gets brought up in the conversation of video games as art, and it's uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, I yes. feel like that is, like, such a, like, I don't know, unique experience, and people, I mean, people really seem to love it. I should try it out so I can know what I'm talking about. But um, I know like when that game was like new, people were saying that this game is art and that's a lot. I know a lot of people were like, no, that's not, you can't say that. Uh, Right. Stupid. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's I I think could be another answer. And I think people might just have the same sort of might also be like, Oh, okay. Just purely from an aesthetic standpoint. Cause I think the art and the animation and the music are just undeniable cuphead. 
Hey, you show mm. anyone Cuphead, show a non-gamer Cuphead, they're like, wow, look at that thing. That is something. That guy's got a head for a cup. I mean, yeah. there's Flower, there's Journey, there's like all those like mid-early 2000s art games that came out. Like, I feel like there's so many games that are, you'd have to be a grumpy curmudgeon to say that they aren't art. Because what is art, et cetera? Right. You know, if art can be interactive, then all, eh. Look, how, how could you say to somebody who is, whose title is artist and they are designing environment with paintbrushes, digital paintbrushes, and then be like, well, but you're not making art. That's just like stupid. That's a stupid yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, some other games we covered on the podcast, like, you know, the, the uh, kind of in the, the traditional art game sort of mold, your what remains of Edith Finch, uh, your, uh, Stanley Parable, Return of the Obra Dinn. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think some of these could be, but it's, it's, uh, you're right, Heather, that you're not necessarily going to convince a skeptic. It's just like some people are just going to be fucking intransigent assholes about it and fuck them. Let them be. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. You hear that? I'm fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's get another voicemail. Okay, here we go. Hi, um, my name's Tyler. I'm from the uh, Midwest. That's all you need to know. Um, I think a really interesting question is, who is the worst NPC of all time? The non-player character, the person who has, you no, know, it could be someone you escort. It could be whatever. A lot of those people, like, they're fine, and, and they're not actually that bad. Well, there's so much that sucks so bad. So I'd be interesting. I'd be interested in knowing um, what you guys think. Uh, worst NPC of all time, any platform. Have a good one. Thanks for the question, Tyler from the Midwest. That's all we need to know, apparently. <laughs> uh, bad NPCs. I mean, you know, it depends on if you how what you think of Tom Nook. Is he giving you an opportunity <laughs> to build a new life? Or is he a fucking landlord that's uh, that's absorbing all your labor for his own profit? I mean, I I I, I think there's there's definitely a case for Tom Nook. I, I think a lot of times people just think of like someone annoying too, like an annoying character. And mm -hmm. like you know, for me, it's a uh, uh, baby Mario in in Yoshi's Island, baby Mario crying when, which again, it was a design choice. They intentionally tried to make baby mario's cry super annoying so you tend to it quickly but it, it does get very very grating as you're actually playing through it yeah that my my initial answer was baby mario but since you've taken it i'm gonna go with what are you buying <laughs> <laughs> what are you selling <laughs> which too, too scary is look he's because you hear it so much it eventually becomes endearing. But then there's a middle period where you are tired of hearing it. Mm -hmm. And it is it is like, I just, can I just, can I just get to the weapon stuff? I right. Can I please? And in a game that is so streamlined and so effective in every other front, dealing with that shopkeeper sucks. Wow. Matt, any annoying NPCs? I trying to I can't really think of any cuz like I'm thinking of like, you know, I don't love escort missions, but like it, more recently like those have become like 
things that like the, the people that you're escorting help you like Atreus or Ellie in The Last of Us, like it's good to mm-hmm. have them. So and then you also they you have a better bond with them uh, in general. Um, what was her name that then she died in um, in Metal Gear Solid Two? Ashley is that her name? No, that's spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean the the character who is the uh, Otakon's sister? Yes. Otacon's sister dies. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the character's name. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, but yeah, she is. Uh, she's a little, uh, maybe a little grating. Sure. Uh, but I can't. I mean, I can't. Yeah, think of anybody who sucks. The um, that what are you buying guy is too scary. So I don't like him because of because of that. I'm just trying to shop, sir. It's uh, Emma. Emma is her name. Emma. Emma. Yes, Emma yes, Rich. Yes. Emmerich. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's like, I don't know. You know, people dogpile on Sonic for his shitty friends, and rightfully so. But <laughs> how about Fox McCloud's shitty friends? Oh, this guy's going to be annoying as shit. Yeah, Falco, yeah, giving yeah, you yeah, a lip. Happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Heavy> hair. <laughs> Slippy frog. I was try- I'm trying to, like, I, I feel like I had phonetic ways of remembering the way those guys talked, and I don't remember them anymore. Ibit, 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 ibit. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I just always remember, do a barrel roll. <laughs> well, yeah, but he wasn't saying English. it. His sound was like, <laughs> yeah, I hear, do a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think my answer is anyone who doesn't do the thing that I want them to do right when I want them to do it. Uh, mm. Like that sometimes you'll be like, just do the, just cut, just do the, Please help, and then they they're not helping for whatever reason because they're like you know stuck or something, right? Doing something else. So my next my next question is from Alex Murphy, and they write, "I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima recently, and it took me over five hours in to realize how the stances worked. Paying attention to this earlier would have saved me a lot of time and frustration trying to battle through enemies that could have been beatable had I known more about this particular me- uh, mechanism." Have you ever gotten deep into a game only to realize that there was a mover mechanic you weren't using that could have made your experience better? Great question. My go-to answer, and I've said this before, is the first time I played through The Last of Us Part 1, I did not realize that there was a difference in effect between the bottles and the bricks. I never, just never clicked for me that a brick uh, makes less noise and is a more effective melee weapon and a bottle makes more noise for purposes of stealth, um, but will not inflict as much damage. I just was like, oh, these are two things that are the same thing that they just have different art for. Uh, so that's my go-to answer for that. My my answer is funny because it's not funny. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's funny. It's ironic. No, it's mm. interesting. There mm-hmm. we go. Because I just talked about this game, which is I didn't know there was a run button in Resident Evil 4. Wow. Until about three quarters of the game. So I thought it was just like a slow, like you just walk everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I also played that game uh, with a compatriot and he was the one who realized there was a run button. And when he realized it, we both screamed. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I just because it's top of mind, and I'm playing. I am playing Kingdom Hearts right now. Um, I understand. Well, the game, like, well, 
let me back that up. I don't understand Kingdom Hearts. I've, I've played it, and I, 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 you know, I've played one and two, and most of three. Um, but I'm replaying one, and I, I understand the the abilities more than I ever did before, uh, and like, and using them strategically rather than just like picking like whichever whatever the fuck ones. Um, like so, like that system now makes complete sense to me. Uh, whereas, like when I was like a teenager, or like you know, like a thirteen-year-old playing this game, I right. had no idea what any of that was for, and had no interest in like picking better ones. Um, but like I, I'm I'm better at that and managing the party as a whole now that I can like have the patience to read <laughs> like what is on the screen and like learn rather than just like pushing buttons and trying to get through a game. Um, this is this is a little tangential from from the question, but I, mm-hmm. I it's making me think of it. There was a so yeah, I played a lot of old PC RPGs, and one of these was Might and Magic Three. Mm-hmm. And in the first town in Might and Magic Three, you can get a job to uh, like you're just like, hey, do you want to work for me for a week? And I'll pay you like 50 gold or something like that. And I'm a kid. And so I do this and I'm like, great. Wow. I got 50 free gold. And I was like, fuck, I can just keep doing this. And I just kept doing it thinking I'd found like an exploit, just Mm -hmm. accumulating, uh, you know, a bunch of gold, not realizing that it was a week of time in the game and that. I essentially worked for 30 years just repeating this <laughs> and I got out and my characters were all like had the affliction of of aged. They were all like in their 50s. Yeah. I was like, how did I not pick up that, that, that time is actually a factor in this game? I had to restart my save. That's so funny. And That's I put great. like an I spent like an hour just fucking doing that, too. It's a complete waste. What are you going to do? <laughs> Hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2-PLAYED. That is 616-275-2933. That'll do it for this week's episode of Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. DLC you later. (laughs) Hehehehe. Thank you.